Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 6. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. I just love black trucks. I love black trucks. Nothing hotter on the road than a black truck. Hallelujah, I'm getting excited. Hey. So I got me a black truck, I got a black truck. And it's not new, new, but it's new to me. Y'all get y'all with me? It's new to me, all right? But not new, new, but new to me. So I got a little black truck. My wife knows I love black trucks. I just love them. I can have 20 of them. I just love them. And uh, my wife, no, my wife, she know I love my black trucks. Don't, don't, don't get in the middle of me and my black truck. Matter of fact, she called my black truck my other black woman. Now, I'm, I'm not kidding you. She said, you know what? That's your other black woman. I go, well, well, <laughs> you know when you go, well, you ain't got no words, well, <laughs> I love her. I got my new truck and. I love my truck, and you know when you get a new truck, you know you know when you get a new car, you get a new car, you get a new, you know you, you just want to ride it, you just want to figure out place to go, you just got to you know you're just thinking of places you can go. It's like you just got to get in it, you just got to get in it. It's new, and it's exciting. It's you got to go somewhere, anywhere. It's like I got to go to uh, uh, the landfill. <laughs> Why do you have to go to the landfill? I don't know. I just feel called <laughs> you just gotta go somewhere you gotta do it. get a new house you know you're all excited you got a new house and woo all the heaven oh we got new rooms and oh look at the washroom and it's all big and everything's nice and all the bathrooms and you go around the room the room room the room all every day you go check every single room you go look in every room every day every day you go every room that lasts about a year Maybe two if you get a good little, get a big house, maybe two. But after a while, it wears off, doesn't it? All that temporal stuff wears off. You get a new pair of shoes, you see another pair, a little nicer. You get a black truck, see another black truck. <laughs> and just buy that one too. <laughs> Amen. I'm preaching. Just, you know, it's a little bit nicer, a little bit better. Everything is, it's temple. Why? Because nothing satisfies. Listen, wives, your husband cannot satisfy you. Husbands, your wife cannot be your sole satisfaction. God does not want your spouse or anybody else in the house. You ain't know I was a rapper, did you? I'm finna break it down. I'm finna freestyle. (laughs) Or anybody else in the house. 
to be your soul satisfaction. God wants to be your soul satisfaction. And the problem, perhaps in the marriage, is you're looking for the other person to complete you. They can't complete you. That's why you get so many problems. That's why you get people that, like, uh, people that get married, they've been married eight times. Who does that? I mean, you get, get married, get a divorce, get married, get divorced. What you looking for? And obviously, if you've been married eight times, divorced eight times, the problem is not with them. The problem is you. I'm trying to help somebody in here. Let me tell you something. No matter where you go, you're always there. Down. Yes. No matter where you go, you're always there. Because you're looking for someone else to satisfy. That's my point. You get me? You're looking for someone else to satisfy you when only Jesus can satisfy you. When you get a hold, I'm waiting. When you get a hold of that, you'll be on the road to success. But understand that Jesus can satisfy you. He only wants to satisfy you, he and he alone. Well, notice in verse 52 through 59, if you're looking at verse 52, say amen. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves. They are arguing, literally that word quarrel means they're like almost coming to blows. Among them saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? And then Jesus said to them, most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him, as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna, and they are dead. He who eats this bread, I I get the impression Jesus is going, He who eats this bread will live forever. These things in verse 59, he said in in the synagogue, as he taught in Capernaum. Notice, give me your attention. Jesus says, I'm the bread and I I give my flesh. The bread is my flesh. In verse 53, verse 54, verse 56 is telling us that we are to eat his flesh and drink his blood and we will have eternal life. Now keep in mind, listen, these guys that he's talking to right here, they haven't read the chapter yet. Amen. So to them, what Jesus is saying sounds nasty. This is nasty. Look at verse 52. They're arguing. How can this man give us flesh to eat? Not only that, but to the Jew, listen, this is incredibly offensive language. This is why they're arguing almost to the point of blows, coming to blows, because this is incredibly offensive language because it sounds like cannibalism. It's offensive because the laws of Moses strictly prohibits eating flesh uh, with blood in it, let alone drinking blood itself. Leviticus 19.26. So what is Jesus talking about here? Simply, listen, I'm going to make it real simple for you. 
What is Jesus talking about? The same thing he's been talking about the whole chapter. John chapter 6, verse 35, look at it. I am the bread of life, and whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall not, what? Thirst. When Jesus is saying here is the same thing, just a bit more graphic language. Eating his flesh and drinking his blood is a figurative way of saying, believe in me, trust me, receive me. Get your nourishment from me. Get life from me. This is the kind of eating and drinking that brings union with Christ. This is the kind of union that makes us part of his life, and he is a part of our life. There, 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 there's no eternal life except union with Christ. You know that. Because he said, I am the way. Come on, y'all help me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. So when Jesus talks about eating and drinking his flesh and blood, he's also talking about, maybe you might want to write down in your margins there, the cross. He's pointing to the cross that he will suffer on. He's saying, trust me as the one who died for you. Receive me as the one who gives his life for you. Treasure me as the one who bears God's wrath for you. Feed on all that God is for you. Because of his suffering in the flesh and his blood that was shed, we're able to have eternal life by believing Jesus is the bread of life, which is the only satisfaction. Listen. I've been a Christian for 30 years. 30 years. I can't believe it, actually. And I've had some good days and some bad days. I had some mountains. I had some valleys. Seemed like I had a lot more valleys than mountains. And, uh, the Lord's been with me through it all. In the valley, he's there. On the mountaintop, he's there. And, uh, and I've had a lot of experiences as, as, as a Christian in these 30 years. And I've had the blessing of um, taking the gospel to many, many, many countries to many peoples. And in these 30 years, I've lived a lot of life. I've seen a lot of things, talked to a lot of people, been involved in lots of situations. I will tell you this, after having done all of that, I have come to learn, even after 30 years, that Christ and Christ alone satisfies. And he never, never, never disappoints. He never disappoints. He never lets you down. Huh? Can more than three people say thank you, Jesus? I'm a little tired. It's third service. I feel a little tired. And, uh, you know, Jesus said, I'm with you always. I'm, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. And if you come to me, I'm, I'm going to receive you. If you come to me, I'm not going to cast you away. 
Only Christ satisfies. I've learned that through it all. And, 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 and your husband's not going to satisfy you. Your wife's not going to satisfy you. And me as a preacher, I've come to learn even over these 18 years of preaching that I can't satisfy you as a church. I can't teach you anything. Do you understand that? I can't teach you anything. What I can do is show up. What I can do is open my mouth and let God speak through me. But to teach you and learn you anything, I can't learn you anything. If the Holy Spirit doesn't teach you, if the Holy Spirit don't learn you, you will learn nothing. Anything you get when you leave this church, you, any Sunday you walk out of here and go, oh, that was awesome, I understood that, great, that was awesome. The Holy Spirit taught you that, not Pastor Rodney. Right? So the Holy Spirit is the one who teaches. The Holy Spirit is the one who, 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 who makes it real to us. And it's the Holy Spirit who causes us to have those aha moments. And I've come to realize that. And that has honestly set me free as a pastor where I don't take any responsibility for what you get out of my sermons. I don't necessarily care, if you will, of what you think about my sermons or how you receive my sermons or whether you think they're wonderful or they're not or whatever they are, they are. I am free from that because I realize that my job is not to satisfy you. My job is to satisfy him. My job is to be faithful to him. And if I'm faithful to him, then he will be faithful to me and thus be faithful to you. And every single time I am telling you, it happens week after week after 18 years. I walk out of this pulpit, I am shocked. 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 Because I know that his word was sown. And I know that his word won't come back void. And I know that he is making it real to you. I can see it. I can see it in your eyes. From where I stand, I can see it in your face. I know when I'm saying something and you're not getting it. I know that. That's why I say it another way. And I'll say it another way and say it another way and say it another way until I know you got it. And then if I do that like five times, you still don't get it. Ain't nothing I can do for you. I just go, I'm just, you just on your, you're on your own. What you, what you want me to do? I can't make you get it. You might be asleep. I don't know. Hey, you wait. I'm shocked because God's faithful to his word. And so. I walk out of the pulpit every single week. I'll tell you something. I walk out. I think I told you a couple weeks ago. I walk out of the pulpit and I walk into my, my office and I walk down a really long hall and I, I get in my door. And there's a wall right there and I just fall against the wall. I'm just, <sighs> because there is a tremendous amount of spiritual warfare that goes on when right here. You have no idea. You come to church and go, ha, 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 oh, 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 that was so great. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. 
you don't realize there's an, an enormous amount of spiritual warfare that goes on right about this box right here. Satan's doing everything he can to keep me off point, off track, off thought. Um, even sometimes telling you, I don't even know why I'm telling you all this. Even, um, even sometimes telling you, telling like, you know, they're not even listening to you. What, just, you should just shut up and just shut your Bible and go. They're not, they're not even listening. They're not getting that, making no difference. I mean, I hear stuff like this. And other preachers have confirmed what I am telling you. Because that's the enemy. That's why we pray, Lord, before you come to church, pray, God, put a hedge of protection around this place. May the angel of the Lord encamp around us to keep us and to guard us in all of our ways so that we can have an environment and an atmosphere that God's word can go forth and that people can hear the word of God and it can be sown into the hearts of men, watered by the Holy Spirit to bring forth fruit in his season. God, Cover us, because if you don't do that, then Satan seeks to come and hinder the word of God going out, and then they none of us blessed. That's why we got to always pray for each other. We got to always hold each other up. Y'all got to pray for me, and I'm praying for you. You can bet on that. I'm praying for you, because I'm not studying here myself. Amen. No, I'm not. I know how to feed myself. I'm not up here for me. I can prepare my sermon, stand in my office in the mirror and preach to myself. (laughs) I know how to prepare my own spiritual food and I know how to feed myself. I do not do this for me. I do it for you. Because God called me to do it. Don't get me wrong. God called me to do it. I I better be doing this. If I'm not doing this, God help me. I'm happy to do it. I'm praying for you. Because I want you to get it. That's why I want you to get your Bible. I want you to get your pen. I want you to get your pad. I want you to get your heart. I want you to listen. That's why I'll say, are you listening? Open your ears. Listen. Because if you listen to God's word, God's word will change your life. He will help you. But you got to open your ears and listen. Close your mouth. That's why you got one mouth and two ears. Hallelujah. Let the church say amen. That's why you got one mouth and two ears. Stop talking so much and listen. And when you do, God will bless you. That's why teaching the word of God is so important. If you're visiting here and you don't go to this church, and you go to a church and not teaching the Bible, run, Will Robinson, run. Or is it danger, Will Robinson? We'll need to do something. We'll, we'll need to get, get the moving somewhere. Because God's word satisfies. And if you don't receive the word, you will find yourself always hungry. Missing something's missing. I don't know what that feels like. Something's missing. In my Christian life, something's missing. And when I went to a church where they were teaching the Bible and I heard God's word taught, I started crying. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm not kidding y'all. I told you before, I've been telling you for 18 years. I mean, I cried. I could not believe it. 
this like this guy was standing there in like khaki pants. I ain't got no problem with khaki pants, but he's like in a cotton shirt, just looking normal. He didn't have on a long flowing robe with the big sash and the gold, and there was no big chair on the stage and all of that. You know what I mean? None of that. He just stood there and taught the Bible in the book of Revelation. I'll never forget it. First Sunday, we were all dressed up at a Calvary Chapel in California. They had on flip-flops, T-shirts, and shorts. Me and Elvira were dressed up. I had a suit and tie on. Elvira had hats, pearls, gloves. (laughs) We were working with it. Yes. We walked in church. We were working with it. Wife looking good. I'm like, I come to church. These people got on flip-flops and T-shirts. What is wrong with these people? I'm looking at Elvira. I'm going, this is a cult. (laughs) This has to be a cult, these people. If I say, let's just sit down, we'll just sit on the back row in case something happens. <laughs> sit on the back row in case something pop off, we can get out quick. I said, okay, let's sit on the back row. And we sat on that back row, and he taught that word, and I'm telling you, he, I, I, I know him, I just talked to him two weeks ago, as a matter of fact. And um, he, he, I, was, I couldn't believe it. I, honestly, I just couldn't believe it. Like, people actually understand the Bible for real? I've been a Christian for like five or six years, and I've been in church all the time. Every time the door was open, I was at church. I couldn't believe it. People actually do understand the Bible, and they actually can read it, and, and you can understand it too? I started crying. I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. This is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. And it was at that point that I realized that if that guy, this is how God used him, if that guy can teach the Bible and people understand it, and he's like a normal person, so can I. At that moment, and I started studying the Bible at that time. And I've been studying the Bible now for 30 years, for 25 years. And been teaching the Bible for 23 years, all because one man submitted his life to God and said, Lord, I'll let you be my satisfaction. Use my life. He taught the word of God verse by verse, clearly and soundly. Somebody like me, I'm a street kid from Philly, grew up on drugs all my life. I have no reason to be sitting in an all-white church with people in flip-flops and T-shirts, and, and they look like they're waiting for quarters and Kool-Aid. <laughs> what is this? And I'm sitting there all dressed up in a suit. My wife got on the hat, the veil, and the gloves, and we <laughs> pearls, and we... It was an odd scene. But God was setting all that up because God's always setting up something. God's always working behind the scenes, and he's always drawing us and wooing us and setting up things that cause us to want to come near him that he might be our food. He wants to be your food to satisfy your life. And I thank God 
in 30 years, he has been just that to me. My food. It's been hard, but he's been faithful. And God has been faithful. And God has been faithful. And I'm saying this to y'all clap your hands and say amen. <laughs> he certainly has. You never regret it. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.